This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. A new head coach and boy genius, Mike McDaniel, the fastest cheetah to ever roam the football field, and an actual left tackle? Let me check your pulse if you're not fired up. Before we jump into a fresh episode of Finsider Radio, Jake and Josh want you to please, please, please hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet. Subscribing to the show is the best way to know when Jake and Josh have something cooking in the kitchen iTunes, Spotify, it doesn't matter. Following helps others find the show, and we want to thank you for that. Now, let's talk some dolphins. It's the most wonderful time of the year, folks, because we officially have football back in our life. Training camp tweets galore and QB1 is letting it rain from the sky. We have a ton to talk about on this brand new episode of SB Nation's Finsider Radio, the Jake and Josh show. But before we get into all of that, let me welcome in the greatest co-host in the world, the one, the only Jake Mendel. Jake, how you doing today, man? It's a Sunday and we're talking about football. If this isn't the most natural feeling thing in the entire world, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's beautiful. Uh, The sun is shining. And we have a lot to be happy about, man. It's usually we're debating, is it that the defense is too good and the offense is a step behind or the other way around? But through, what, four whopping days of training camp, man, it's been pretty exciting. It really has. And I don't know if that's, you know, the cue to start this thing off as hot as we can. But all all season, we said temper expectations. And we kind of did until that Tyree Kill trade. But now, <laughs> man, but now, now that we got these training camp tweets, you know, the excitement's running through our veins. And then I don't know, man, I it looked better than anything I ever imagined. You know, in your head, you pictured the two of the Tyreek, the long touchdown, that 65 yarder from uh, the open training camp yesterday. That was a thing of beauty, man. What were your thoughts when you saw that scrolling through Twitter, you know, all the videos from different angles. I mean, that thing was beautiful. You know, our, the generation before us would have movies that would hand it out on DVDs where they were like hiding in the theater with their camera. You'd hear a lot of noise. That was this throw from Tua to Tyreek. You know, there was some guy hiding in the crowd. He had his hood up and we just see this perfect, what, 50 yards. We're going to be safe. We're going to say right around 50 yards through the air bomb from Tua to Tyreek. And Josh, with that came so many tweets of, you know, crowd chanting to, uh, you know, how electric it was. And, you know, for all the guff that came with uh, the underthrow or whatever it was a couple months ago, I think this is a uh, Dolphin fans should be able to take a, you know, a, a lap around the block real quick and celebrate that. 
Yeah. And again, I mean, we got excited about these things before in camp. You know, I think Albert Wilson was a stud last season. Yeah, I'll take some of the blame for that, but I think they were putting <laughs> out some of the videos too. So um, again, temper expectations because it is early in training camp, but you know, th- these things matter. And I think it was just the perfect playoff, you know, all the haters and, you know, the different discussion about whether or not he could throw that deep ball. I mean, the biggest thing was they never really gave him the opportunity, right? I think he was like 50% on deep balls. We saw mm-hmm. this one man, and it was just perfect. I think, you know, I don't know what your thoughts were, but you could see Javon Holland bite down on um, Jalen Waddle that was crossing the field. But I think, too, as soon as he saw Tyreek motion over and he was in one-on-one coverage with Noah Igbenogany, I mean, at that point, you're probably thinking game over, right? If this was Madden, you're at least going to take that chance. Oh, 100%. And if you can get the crowd riled up, why would you not do that? And it's not really much of a surprise that he threw this, but it's just kind of such an easy way to get everyone excited or, you know, hey, it's only training camp on the other end. But man, that's what this is all about. Nobody's winning, nobody's losing, and nothing can contain that excitement. I mean, there is no ceiling on it. It's just going to keep going and going until it, you know, pops. Yeah, and speaking of pops, I mean, what was it the rookie? I think we just nicknamed him Meatloaf. Yep. Uh, Blair Andrews, the the versatile offensive lineman. He's out there with two cans, smashing him on his skull. We <laughs> saw Tyree Kill doing flips and stuff. I mean, things just seem different. And I don't know if you saw Jake, but the team tweeted out. You know, this is the first time in team history where they think all season tickets are going to be sold, and then they're going to have to go to a wait list. So it sucks for us out of town fans for sure. But um, excitement around this Miami Dolphins team is you know at an all time high, and it's not just us po- podcast boys. Speaking of things that we haven't seen before, we're not used to, man, these orange jerseys. I absolutely love seeing these orange jerseys, and it's not just, you know, the, hey, don't touch the quarterback jerseys. There's been a lot of interesting talking points that come with this, Josh. So we're going to run through some guys who have recently got the orange jerseys. And let's start with Alec Ingold, because I think, man, this is one of the most interesting dynamic signings. Yes, a fullback that the Dolphins have, because, man, for years, it's just kind of been out of the shotgun. You're running back and the Dolphins rushing attack has really struggled. and, And that's probably part of the reason why. Absolutely. I mean, when was the last Lusaka Polite, right? Was that not the, yeah, exactly. the last fullback that you could inject into our veins? But it's just going to be a different style of offense. You know, the zone run scheme again that they're bringing over here. You add an actual fullback, you know, one of the better fullbacks in football. Um, I mean, you have to love it. And what it's good to do that run game will, you know, be second to none. And I think my favorite part was, you know, the fact he got that orange jersey. I think it was the first, what, camp back, the first practice back. And uh, mm-hmm. I think, you know, he said he kind of felt like he got that because he was returning from that ACL, how bad he battled to get back out there. So, it's definitely a feel-good story for Alec Ingold, and you know he loved to wear that orange jersey. I love to see Jalen Waddle in it, Jake. I don't know what your thoughts, but I mean, I hate to see you know the players and all that contact, but seeing him sky up there and make that catch um, that the Dolphins put out there in that orange jersey, I mean, that's a aspect of I think Jalen Waddle's game. When you look at all the times he was what he was targeted like 140 sometimes, he made 104 tar- uh, receptions last season. They didn't. He didn't have a chance at times to show off that what he can do, go up there and contest and make those catches. And that was something that we saw on display. And I think that's an aspect of his game that's just going to grow and, you know, maybe put some of the doubters t- to rest. I think people, you know, have a quick uh, memory when it comes to Jalen Waddle. Josh, this was someone who suffered an injury his final year in college and still had that 140 target, 104 reception. He set the rookie record for receptions. But I don't think we saw 100% Jalen Waddle. I think we heard a lot of debates going into training camp last year. He's 100%. And, you know, I just think another year of being comfortable, another year of recovering from his injury. I think this is what separated him. His ability to kind of go up for these balls. I 
Dude, he was incredible watching him control his body in the air and come down with the ball. I think that's going to be really exciting to see, especially, Josh, you know, you think about the fact if two safeties are covering, uh, you know, deep, trying to stop Tyree Kill, you can throw it over the shoulder to Jalen Waddle, and he's going to go out and he's going to find that ball and he's going to catch it. I I think, man, this is going to be such a fun offense to watch. And just seeing that one highlight, I mean, yeah, you can kind of get why Jalen Waddle's gotten this orange jersey. I think, what, a a couple times? Or or am I mixing up people a little bit? I think the only person to get it twice, and we can just talk about him right away if you want, is Javon Holland. I mean, he's a what guy a that you continue to see. Just, I mean, it sounds like he's a leader on the field. I don't know if you saw his NFL Network interview, but he was sounded, you know, like a, a veteran, like seasoned vet, and he's just taking his game to his next level. I think Mike McDaniel even discussed, you know, how important it was to have him on his team, and it's so nice to not have to play against a guy like Javon Holland. So he was the first two-time winner. I think that was um, I guess I probably would have been at the open training camp yesterday, but just to mm-hmm. backtrack right there, I mean, Javon Holland, that's not really a surprise. Even Jalen Waddle, that's not really a surprise. I mean, those are two of your young superstars, but Liam Eikenberg, Jake, I mean, what yeah. were your thoughts when you saw him? I mean, yeah, you want him to, you know, you're rooting for him because you want this offensive line to be stable and to allow that run game to improve and allow Tua to do some of those things. So what were your thoughts when you saw Liam Eikenberg besides, you know, Mr. Incredible had that sweet ass mustache. Josh, he stole Michael Dieter's workout plan. He's the one who grew the facial hair instead. This is outrageous. And we see why Liam Eikenberg is getting that orange jersey, man. We were waiting so long to solidify the interior of that offensive line that has just been such a struggle for such a long time. Uh, How do you see this planning out? Because I think one of the biggest pieces of news, and if you can help me with this, please do, because beat reporters and people who attend camp cannot report where people are practicing. However, we've had a long discussion. Mike McDaniel talked about it. Josh, Connor Williams has been taking snaps at center. Mike McDaniel has gone as far to say as, you know, we weren't signing him to be a center, but as things developed and played out, you know, we think he's uh, most fit to be our center. So, Josh, you got Connor Williams snapping the ball. You got Liam Eikenberg at left guard. Hopefully, you know, a healthy Tron Armstead at left tackle. This offensive line is starting to, you know, smooth things out a little bit. Yeah, I guess for right or wrong, I mean, I'm sitting here getting a little queasy thinking about that. <laughs> isn't it just so Miami Dolphins, you know, bringing a, a left guard who's a good left guard, yeah, a good know. left guard and transition to center. But you're hearing Michael Dieters in what a walking boot. I mean, so maybe they were forced to try Connor Williams out there and they just liked what they saw. So um, I'm intrigued. I'd like to see the way it comes along. I mean, Liam Eikenberg is going to be a left guard. I think he talked about how important it was to learn from Teron Armstead to be next to Connor Williams. So, um, you know, he's sandwiched between two vets. And I think this offensive line was going to improve just based off a scheme and based off of some of the coaches they brought in. So um, you're right. It is coming together and it it gives us reason to be optimistic, but um, I feel like I, we've been here before, right? So I need to see some of this stuff out in the field. I need to see Eichenberg prove that he's not just, you know, somewhat of a turnstile like we saw last season, but I'm all for this. And to see him in that orange Jersey, uh, that was definitely awesome. I think, was it Rob Hunt was the only other offensive lineman maybe that got the orange Jersey. Yeah. So um, awesome there. I don't know if what your thoughts were on Austin Jackson, not to spiral out of control, but this dude's looking like a lean, mean fighting machine. And he sounds like he's embraced, you know, playing right tackle. So, um, again, promising young players, what going into year three with a different coaching staff, you know, that has had success. Um, we have reason to be optimistic, but I, I need to see it out in the field before, you know, I truly let go and believe and trust fall. Yeah. Austin Jackson's always had that confidence about him. Um, and I think, you know, to be in the NFL, you know, we hear people, I mean, everyone beat up, I think it was Chase Claypool recently that he was saying he was a top receiver. People don't like reach this point without that mentality of, you know, I can be the best. I can beat the best. So Josh, 
is this kind of how it's shaking out? You know, you think Teron Armstead's going to hold down left tackle. That's why you signed him. I think it's top five left tackle money. Um, hopefully, Liam Eichenberg, you trade up for him a year ago, slides in that left guard. Um, after last year, Josh, he did have to slide over and played a decent uh, decent amount of left tackle, and it wasn't great, you know, but but nothing on that offensive line really was. Uh, Connor Williams, you hope it, man. There was that one preseason with the Cowboys that he was taking snaps at center and he was taking the snaps and throwing them halfway across the he, field. For well, he, there was also that video of him choking out what Aaron Donald too from hard knock. So I, I keep having that in my mind, you know, this dude's just gonna go out there and start choking people and, and be that mauling center that this offensive line needs. And then, you know, you got Robert Hunt, Austin Jackson, Josh, is that how you see this offensive line shaking out? I mean, Big Fish, Solomon Kinley, he's still working in the deep end. What What's going to happen here? I mean, I know it's early on, but I think the one thing Barry Jackson, the Miami Herald said is there have been no changes throughout, uh, you know, OTAs, training camp. The offensive line, for what it's worth, has remained the same. Yeah, and I get. I mean, I guess that's a good thing, right? Consistency, consistency, because mm-hmm. it seemed like it was just revolving doors before. But um, part of me still would like to see Rob Hunt play right tackle. I still think he can be a right tackle in this league. But again, I understand why they're not going to move him out there. And Austin Jackson has some experience there. So um, I guess my biggest concern would be at the center position now, right? I mean, if Dieter's in a boot, I mean, who's going to slide over there? But versatility is all we hear from some of these offensive linemen. And there are some guys that, you know, they might test out there. Um, We do have to apologize for giving away a Solomon Kinley jersey. We were stoked on the big fish. And (laughs) I mean, at this point, uh, yeah, you're going to be one of those those unique jerseys that they point out at camp, like the Keelan Balazs and some of those other ones we saw. But um, I like the what this offensive line is starting to shape up to be. I Again, I'd tweak some things here and there, but I am nowhere near an offensive line guru. Matt Applebaum, you know, Frank Smith, Mike McDaniels, his own run scheme. Uh, you know, let's see what it does. But Jake, you know, speaking of the run game, I mean, it sounded like Chase Edmonds had a day. I don't know if you were reading through, uh, you know, I saw Wingfield had some articles, some camp notes, different people tweeting it. It sounded like Chase Edmonds looked decisive as heck. And I mean, um, you got to be stoked for that running back unit. You know, now that Raheem Mostert is clear to play, I think Mike McDaniel said he was clocked as the fastest player on the field. And I think a lot of people got to give continue to throw his name out there. Rick, I'm spiraling out of control here, man. But did you see Rick Ross was going to give away like a vehicle to whoever was the <laughs> fastest out of uh, Tyreek? Hill and Jalen Waddle. I mean, he didn't even talk about Raheem Mostert. I mean, it, it's just crazy what that's starting to become. The but disrespect. yeah, yeah, I'm spiling out of control here. So give me your thoughts on that run game. And, you know, hearing Chase Edmonds, you know, we thought de facto RB1. Sounds like he's starting to put play that way out in the field. And I think we're kind of underrating Chase Edmonds' ability as a question mark here in this offense because this is his first time playing that outside zone scheme. And if you go back and you listen to our book club, Chase Edmonds has been very vocal, and I don't mean that in a bad way. He's just been one of those guys who doesn't give just a simple, you know, cliche football answers. He went into detail, and I think he did this again recently, talking about the difference between the zone, the wide zone, and the inside zone scheme, where this is, it's more of him like riding a wave, where in the inside zone, you know, he could kind of figure out his pace in the backfield and pick his hole and go. So Josh, I'm really interested to see how this goes because Connor Williams playing center, Chase Edmonds playing this new scheme, Tua in a brand new offense, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. How's that going to go? There are a lot of very big variables within this offense that we are going to quickly see if, hey, this is a terrible idea or a good one. But all things considered, I got to say Chase Edmonds and RB1, those things got to be synonyms for the time being. Absolutely. And I was going to say the greatest show on surf. I forget who mentioned that. And I think Raheem Monster does the surfboard thing, but um, I'm, there's an E at the end. I think his name's Tyler Dunn. He just did a series of, you know, three different articles. Um, 
on his TD long, go check it out, man. But he went through and I think he did an interview with Chase Edmonds. And, you know, he said, uh, this is, you know, this is the year for Tua because, you know, of the different stuff he had to go through last year. And I think Chase Edmonds even kind of threw a shot out there and said, I wanted to be a, uh, get that captain and be a leader on this offense. So I'm excited to see where that goes, Jake. We mentioned a lot of three uh, players heading into their third season. We got to talk about Noah Igbenogany, right? I mean, Mike McDaniel mentioned, you know, this was a tremendous opportunity with Byron Jones on the pup list. Um, the biggest thing I had to say was, again, that touchdown to um, Tyree Kill, but no one in the football is going to be able to hang with Tyree Kill on that, you know, Yankee route. So um, that was the biggest thing. You have right down past breakup with Preston Williams. And I had no idea, dude, he's a vegan now. So what were, what are your thoughts on Noah Igbenogany? Because we said it before, you know, he would have to find a way out in that field. And unfortunately, if it's Byron Jones injury, I mean, these are giving him reps again with the Patrick Sertan, Sam Madison. I mean, is it possible that Igbenogany takes that next step this season? Man, this is like investing in some very slow, like in Coca-Cola, you're just going to watch it go up, you know, 2% every single year, because I think that's the only way Noah Igbenogany really solidifies himself on this roster. The way his rookie contract is built, I don't think you're cutting him in each of the next two years. I think it's going to be a three to $4 million hit instead of having him. It's, it's I think right around the same. So I think you want to keep him on the roster and this is what it's all about, man. You get these snaps here and they don't even have to be great snaps. I think he was beat by Tyree kill a couple of times. Oh no, you know, you're, you're, you know, third year quarterback got beat by one of the top three wide receivers in the league. But I think this is a great opportunity that, I mean, it's cliche as it gets, but this is it, man. It starts with a couple snaps in camp when injuries happen. And then, Hey, week six, you know, Xavier Howard misses half a game or, or whatever it may be. Byron Jones gets a stinger. He's going to be right back out there. And it's going to, we're going to have to kind of pause between our opinion on Noah Ibanagi because I think it's going to be a full year, but that year is off to a strong start. I just kind of like seeing his name out there. Uh, Usually I think one of the uh, rules of thumb, Josh, we tell ourselves is if we see a cornerback's name, it's usually a bad idea. Uh, But Noah Ibanagi, I think has done enough so far to say, Hey, you know, let's not shut that door completely just yet. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are... It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Josh, I think one of the biggest disadvantages you and I have is we're up here in the Northeast. You know, we're just refreshing our Twitter feeds for everything. Um, what do you feel about this atmosphere of training camp? We have Tyree Kill using a microphone. We have it riling up the crowds. We have NFL Network on the ground Friday. We have back together Saturday. What on earth that means, I'm not entirely sure. But Josh, I mean, 10 years ago when we joined Twitter, it was only to hear Omar Kelly talking about Legadu Danae. How, how have things changed this much? Yeah, and we got to give a shout out to Omar Kelly. I think he actually passed out from bad sushi, you know, 
during camp and it was right around that too at a Tyreek, you know, bomb. So and we're glad he's okay. But man, it's just crazy, you know, how loud it was, right? I mean, it mm-hmm. was sounded like it was a freaking soccer game. You know, I don't know if you've ever been to a footy game or you see them on TV. I mean, they're chanting, they're loud as hell. And that's what it was. I mean, you saw people with Intua We Trust and they were chanting to his name. I mean, again, excitement around this team is at an all-time high. And you just wonder how many tickets they give out. If they have like the perfect amount of sections, you know, lined off where it's just these noisy fanatics. So, dude, I, I absolutely love to see it, Jake. And you just want to hope that that carries over to the games because I don't know how many times you watched, you know, you've been to a football game down there in Miami. I know I have. Steelers games, something like that. Those fans travel like crazy. And at times, Houston Texans like, even. Oh, I remember yeah. seeing And it's it. always it sounds like, yeah, they're, it's like 50-50. But so I, I would love to see, you know, this, um, you know, kind of some of those vintage pictures that you remember from the Orange Bowl and those back in the day, you know, fanatics just filling that same. I think that's what we're going to see this season. So I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But it did suck. And you did feel like Squidward, you know, in that SpongeBob meme, just looking and watching everybody else have fun because you're so far away. You can't be there. I think we need to make one of our biggest goals this year, Josh, is to remind everyone just how good Xavier Howard is. Uh, you know, he came out and said his Madden rating was a joke. You know, we kind of talked about it. If there was any that even riled me up, I think it was Xavier Howard. Just the fact, you know, for a three-year span, he led the league in interceptions. He's someone who's never been afraid to run up and stop a, a play, a running play. I mean, we just go back. I remember seeing Brent Grimes shuffle out of bounds to kind of avoid a run. So, man, I think if we're going to put a reminder in our book for this entire year, it's the same, man. We got to make sure everyone knows to not disrespect Xavier Howard like he was in Madden because dude's been a baller. I think he, I think someone, I think it was one of the ESPN reporters recently uh, retweeted his note that was this time last year when we were all concerned. Is he going to be on the team? Is he going to be traded? Because man, like he played everything perfectly on and off the field. He's got paid for it. And now he just needs that respect. Yeah, he just needs that respect. And it's funny because I don't know if you saw it, but now Matt has like an ad campaign where you can actually call and complain about some of these things. So um, one day maybe we'll have to just call him up and just complain and, <laughs> and you know, try to get that fixed. Another person that was upset with their Madden rating was Tyree Kill. He was on NFL Network and said that he believes he should have that 100 speed rating like Devin Hester had a few uh, years back. And he said offenses are going to be scared when him and Waddle line up on the same side. And then he went on to say that they were the best wide receiver tandem of all time so again you gotta love what Tyree Kill's doing you know whether it's with Tua you know hyping him up and just now him and Jalen Waddle I mean he's she's showing it too I mean I don't know if you saw NFL Network again they were on the ground Friday there was a route he ran where he fell on the ground got up and still made the catch I mean this dude is just unbelievable <laughs> and uh it just sounds like he's go 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 and that's just the way these Mike McDaniel offenses or uh training camps have been this offseason and man Till, till week one, that's going to be one of the biggest questions. How on earth are these guys going to work together? Tyreek Hill, uh, Jalen Waddle, and Tua, that trio, man, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. One thing that kind of caught my attention, you know, we're talking about people deserving respect. Let's wrap here on Mike Kosicki a little bit, because I don't know if you saw the quotes. He was very content with how things uh, went about this offseason, and that for some people is going to say sound a little crazy because, you know, the, the theory is, you know, go get your money, get paid, get a long-term contract and be happy. But Mike Kosicki, he seems pretty happy to be out there playing for that franchise tag. And Josh, you know, I think that's a pretty cool route because, you know, there are a lot of negatives with that franchise tag, especially considering you don't have that long-term security, but he is getting paid as a top five tight end. So, I mean, there is a positive here and it's kind of cool to see him, you know, Yes, we all want him to get that long-term contract, but just kind of appreciating the opportunity, the moment, and, and the situation he's in, it's not a bad one to be in. And I think that's kind of important here. And, and hats off to him for not making it a big deal. Yeah, he's taking the high road for sure. And it's what I guess you want to see. But at the same time, you got to feel bad for him because I think, you know, they were saying that 
uh, was it Mike McDaniel, you know, said that they want to look at his contract and see that it's a bargain. I mean, he's making $10 million as a tight end. I mean, you see the tight ends ahead of him making $5 million more. I think there's two in New England that are getting paid more than him. And then if they would have franchise tagged him, you know, as the receiver, de facto slot wide receiver that he was, I think he would have got $18 million. So, I mean, they're getting yeah. a bargain out of him either way. And um, you just hope it translates. But I think, you know, I, I forget who said it on Twitter, but they're like, just appreciate what you have in Mike Kosicki this year because this is probably his last season. Because, I mean, again, when you look at the Dolphins and how much they're paying these guys, I mean, if you hit on a quarterback, I mean, you're going to have to pay them at some point. You can't be paying uh, Mike Kosicki $15 million for, you know, being your third target. But then again, maybe you can. So uh, I definitely appreciate the high road that he's taken, but I'm unfortunately, you know, waiting to see where he ends up next and to see him take that next step. You know, and, and you go back to what happened with Xavier and Howard and you're just a little concerned of, oh man, like, can the Dolphins handle these situations? And the Dolphins kind of had this, uh, you know, identity of a team that really struggled with uh, making their team happy, the receivers, the contract disputes, you know, go out and sign other teams, free agents and let our good players go. Um, the Xavier and Howard thing, the way Chris Greer worked for that made me feel pretty good, but I guess in the grand scheme, man, I think it might get a little ugly if Gasicki's uh, franchise for that second year. Then I might get a little, oh, man, what's happening here? Is someone going to start to get a little mad? Yeah, if they really like what Mike Kosicki does in this offense, you know, they should be able to find a way to pay him. Uh, speaking of Mike McDaniel's offense, before we wrap it up, he did say he would call plays. Said they've been working on it every day in practice, you know, using the walkie-talkies. We saw him out in the field with that. And then uh, the stronger together practice, that's what I'm going to call it, Jake. Love I mean, it. there were there were videos of Cedric Wilson and one-on-one drills making catches. Jalen Waddle had a big play, but I think what I just saw was, you know, Tua having the time not only in the pocket, but again, it's, you know, it's non-contact, I guess, practice. But, you know, it, you could see the way that offensive line protected him and just, you know, how accurate and pinpoint some of those throws were. So as much as we want to temper expectations, I mean, I think we can start uh, getting back on the let to a cook and just being excited for what this season entails. With that excitement, it's every single Barry Jackson article is definitely worth the read, so be sure to check that out. Every single day, man, there's something new coming out, and we're happy that you're joining us here to talk about it. I'd like to remind everyone, as listeners of The Finsider and hopefully subscribers, you can win a copy of Madden. Josh, I'm thinking August 10th will be the day we decide uh, who is going to win a free copy Perfect. of Madden, and if you would like to be in that uh, raffle, it's simple. Just send us a screenshot that you're subscribed to this podcast, iTunes, Spotify, and you know if you want, on top of that, two more chances in the raffle just leave a review about how you thought our book club went we love the feedback and every review you guys give us helps more people find the show and that is what it's important to us but that is it that is all we have with training camps going be sure to follow at huTZ on twitter i can be found at jmetal94 for the finsider radio for the jake and josh show i hope everyone is having a great sunday go out enjoy this beautiful weather and above all else fins up Fins up and check your pulse if you're not fired up. Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins. Bye.
Cause we're the Miami Dolphins. 